0: What is up, everybody? It is Grayson Alette alongside big, sexy Bradley Crenshaw coming at you with DCI Podcast Episode 35. Brad, we're back on here together again for the first time in a couple episodes. We
1: are. Jason's feeling a little under the weather. He's uh-huh. got a big
0: show this weekend too.
1: He does have a big show this weekend. I, I don't know if he's under the weather or he got a brand new case of Chronicles WWE in that just <laughs> arrived today. You know, so either either or he's he's at home, not feeling well. But I'm sure he's going to be feeling real well once he starts breaking that case.
0: Yeah, that's right. Once he pulls a couple gold autos <laughs> and some case hits, I'm sure he's going to be feeling fine and dandy. We
1: still love you, Darnick. Have fun ripping that case.
0: Yeah. You hope you pull some bangers out of there, Jason. But guys want to say right off the bat, make sure you like subscribe and share the DCI podcast and also go ahead and give a follow on our whatnot as well. We have a ton of shows already planned for this week and next week, guys, both with. DCI Jason, and Big Sexy's got a couple of shows scheduled up as well. So because you guys have a ton of product going up on our whatnot here in the next we, couple we days. We do. I mean,
1: I ordered seven cases of product yesterday, and I was like, you know what? And, and it we've had an ice storm the past three days, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That is not good for me. I cannot sit. I don't sit well. So, in other words, I'm, like, trying to find stuff to preoccupy myself with. Right. I have been on whatnot, buying breaks. I bought into, like, 20 <laughs> mosaic basketball breaks, uh, iMac breaks. did anything I mean, good? I've hit some decent stuff. I okay. don't even remember what okay. all I've hit i bought into so much. Like, <laughs> I get bored, and then it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order some cases. You know what? Just schedule me seven shows worth of whatnot. Yeah. I'm just going to have some fun and rip some cases.
0: Yeah, you hit Jason and I up. You're like – I've got WWE coming in. I got WNBA coming in. I got I, You got You bought some hockey? Like what are you hockey, doing out here? Dude,
1: I mean, I'm literally going to have to sit down in front of the computer and like Google search every one of these hockey players because I have no idea what I'm looking at.
0: Well, again, hope you pull some bangers out yeah. of there. It's all going to be going up on our Whatnot guys, so make sure you go give us a follow on Whatnot, bookmark all of those shows coming up. Tons of great brand new product fresh out of the case. That's going to be going up on our whatnot here throughout the rest of this week and next week, guys. So I want to give a shout out there. And guys, make sure you come check us out if you're in the Houston area or if you're planning on going down to the TriStar Houston Collector Show this weekend. DCI is going to be down there as well. We've got on-site RCRs at 10 bucks a card. We're also going to be taking in slab submissions, guys. So if you're already planning on coming to that show or if you're in the Houston area, Brad, that is a... Pretty massive show to my understanding. One of the bigger like autograph shows as well. They have like they, a ton of autographs They do bring in
1: a lot of autograph signers. So I've been doing the TriStar show since way back in the day. I mean, back in the early two thousands, uh is when I first started doing the TriStar show. So uh it's always been a great show. Uh it's a good time down there, good crowd, good people. So yeah, come see us.
0: Yeah, definitely come see us. And uh, if you've got, if you're a young collector, if you've got any kids as well, we've got some stuff going on. We got the DCI Kids Zone that we're sort of upgrading as we continue to go on. But we just debuted that at the last show in uh, Kansas City, and so we're just trying to, you know, be more welcome to the young collectors, giving out some free packs, um, setting up some trading tables, yeah. having some games and stuff like that. So young collectors, make sure you come by the DCI booth as well, and make sure you always come by the DCI booth from here on out they're the next generation, Brad, we got to make sure that we're, uh, we're welcoming those young collectors as much as we can, you know, that's
1: right. So I I, I love to see the, you know, look on kids faces when they win something or, you know, hit a big card or just anything. I just, I, I love the excitement from the kids.
0: Yeah. And it's just, I feel like we're seeing more and more now, kind of with the way that the market has sort of corrected itself. Yes. Like Prices have come down and, you know, wax is getting a little bit cheaper. But I feel like that's actually welcoming in a lot more kids into the hobby as well because they have opportunities, like you said, you know, to pull big cards, to buy some product and, you know, get some nice cards in their PCs as well. So absolutely, guys, make sure you, you, uh, again, come check out DCI on Whatnot at the TriStar Houston Collector Show and subscribe to this DCI podcast. Those are the calls to action, Brad. So let's go ahead and jump right into it with our first topic of the day. Okay. The GOAT has stepped down from his throne. Tom Brady has retired again, second time from professional football. He released a little bit short but sweet sort of video on his social media. He he was chilling on the beach somewhere, you know, just said thank you to everybody real quick, said that, you know, he's for real this time. He's really stepping down. And I feel like he kind of closes the door, I feel like, on this. You know this. uh, I guess you could say past generation of quarterbacks, guys like Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady retiring. I feel like really officially closes the door on that generation. Really opens things up to these newer guys now. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, all these dudes. So
1: my childhood of football is over. I I, that's what I was gonna say. Like kind of. I mean, mean, even me. You know, I got into football. Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, just all those ones you named. Tom Brady. He was one of the. He was the last one standing, and now. He's gone.
0: You know, you watch those guys get drafted. I saw those guys, you know, when I got into football as a kid, they were in their prime. So, I mean, those are the guys that I really admired growing up, watching football all the time, seeing Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning win tons of MVPs, you know, and Tom Brady going 16-0 and 0 in 2007. I mean, that was a massive season. And, you know, just watching Randy Moss and that that team specifically, I mean, just so many memories. I, I, I do question – I mean it's obviously he you could tell he was pretty broken up. Like I mean trying to keep it together. Yeah, he, he was very emotional
1: at the end of that video.
0: Right, yes. yeah. A- so I do question if he really is maybe he's, he's, stepping he's down done. again. He's done. He I, could Brett Farvet, you know. He
1: he he's he's done. And, and, and Peyton Manning you know, with his little thing where he'd come out and say, you know, he's not he'd like that letter and his champagne back, or he's not sending another right. bottle or something like that. <laughs> Peyton Manning's awesome.
0: Well, and also, I mean, some of the numbers I'm seeing that he's getting offered by some of these uh, TV stations That's like where you're Fox see and him. stuff.
1: Yeah, you're going to see him on Fox. Yeah, because right. I, I saw I he's getting
0: offered big, big money yeah. to get into broadcasting. So you haven't seen the last of Tom Brady guys, but the next time you see him probably going to be in a suit with a mic in his hand and i'm very excited to see that as you know a guy who's a bit of a broadcaster myself like i'm very excited because when tony Romo got into broadcasting i was like oh this is going to be great you know because i admired tony Romo as well growing up so i can't wait to see tom brady in the booth or if he does a you know a pre-game show type thing whatever it is i think he's going to be great yeah um providing a lot of knowledge uh, and stuff for you know broadcast going forward and i think we need more of that in the booth so excited for brady he is officially retired but um man brad it's just it's almost hard to believe that he's he's gone and now the buccaneers the only quarterback on their roster at the moment is mr kyle trask which i have
1: two bangers on him
0: i don't have like any insane i mean i've got a nice little rpa chilling and from gold standard some prisms and stuff like that so you know we, we all knew this was coming, so a, some of the smart prism,
1: ones. Prism True Gold. Oh, rookie. you do? I remember you when you and picked that up. I have, have up. a Prism True Gold vinyl to five.
0: Oh, you got the gold vinyl, too. These, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, man, that's uh, graded, or are they both raw? They're both raw. Okay. Well, so They're
1: actually both raw, still sitting at Panini in the replacement
0: oh my gosh. process,
1: which, by the way, I emailed them again this morning. You did? I did. I, and I'm just going to start blowing them up. Just, just I'm actually. Every just, day. You just, know what? If I don't hear from them in the next two weeks, I'm just going to show up over there.
0: Just Start knocking on the. I'm front just going to start
1: knocking on the door. I'm. I'm going to bring it back to the old school days where you just went door knocking when you got wanted to get something done.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Not a lot of us in the hobby have the ability to do that, <laughs> since Panini's just you know right over here, yes. just a couple miles away. So hey, you know that might that might work. Who knows. If you do, if it does work and you talk about all the podcasts, I bet you anything, you're just starting getting a lot more knocks on their door. <laughs> so, um, hopefully it get back in your hands sooner rather than later. But yeah, I just wanted to start with that, you know, Brady retiring, it's a big deal kind of closes the door on this past generation of quarterbacks really opens things up for these new guys. And you know, the new face of the NFL is officially Pat Mahomes, but we'll get into him a little bit later. Um, jumping into our next topic, it's a little bit more DCI related. You know, we do have the TriStar Houston collector show this weekend that we're going to be at, but I've been getting a lot of messages on our social media about just some of the bigger shows that we're coming to this year, you know, where people can see us and things like that. We've got a ton of shows on our schedules guys, but I thought we would just kind of roll through and talk about some of the bigger ones that we're going to be hitting over the next couple of months. Um, you know, we've got some smaller ones tossed in here and there as well, but I just thought we would go through those, talk about some of the ones we liked. We already talked about the TriStar one. That's a big show. A lot of yep. autograph signers. We like that one. Another one that we're going to be going to consistently that we've always gone to is the San Antonio collectors expo. Really Love that show. That's really probably, enjoy that show a lot. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, we have a great crowd down there. Love the community down there in San Antonio. Very strong hobby community in it San is. Antonio. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the organizers for that show, Brian and his team, they do a great job with it. And it's not a massive show like the Dallas Card Show. It's a little bit smaller, but still, you get a lot of variety. Correct. There's a lot of TCG actually at that show, a lot of Pokemon booths and stuff that I feel like there's even more Pokemon at the San Antonio show than there is at the Dallas one. So, you get a lot of variety, a lot of raw cards. So, you know, it's very welcoming to young collectors. But make sure you guys, if you uh, ever are in the San Antonio area, if you ever hear about the SA Collectors Expo going on, we go to basically every single one all throughout the year, Brad. So, I just thought we'd bring that one up as one that we're going to be going to consistently, guys. Another one that we, I don't think we went to like the last one or two of them, but we're going back to the H town card show, the Houston show.
1: We just missed the last
0: one. Yeah. So it was just the last one. That's what it was. And we went to the one before that. Cause I was at that one again, similar to the San Antonio one, a little bit smaller, but again, like more tight knit community. You meet a lot of familiar faces out there. We have a good relationship with those show organizers as well. So we're hitting all the local ones. We're always going to the Dallas card show. We're always going to the San Antonio show guys. We're going to go back to that H town show that we haven't been to in a minute. TriStar is also in Houston, but the real two big ones that we're focusing on in terms of, you know, kind of our super bowls. The first one is the mint collective, which is near the end of March, kind of going, it's like March 30th to April Mm -hmm. 2nd. Last year was our first time at that show. It's a little bit more of an expo, I feel like, than it is a card show, but that's a really big show. I thought you could talk about that one a little bit for anybody who maybe didn't go last year and yeah. is thinking about going mm-hmm. this year.
1: That, that show is absolutely incredible. I mean, the, the feel of the show, not only is the show floor very clean and well put together, and there's great vendors. I mean, Panini is there. If you haven't gotten those redemptions, come talk to them. Uh, Panini, I mean, a good all, piece of advice there. all of your big dealers are going to be on that show floor. Uh, PSA is going to be there grading on site. Beckett, I think is going to be grading on site. We'll be grading on site. So there's lots of, you know, vendors there. The one thing though, that I enjoy about the show the most is all of the breakout session rooms. In the meeting rooms, because then you get to hear from the actual people in the hobby that's living it day to day and get their, you know, insight as to, you know, what they see for the future of the hobby, the things they're experiencing, the hurdles they're having to, you know, overcome things along those lines. And I just find that, you know, just valuable information. So, the you know, that's Peyton Manning was on the panel last year. He come in, you know, just to be able to sit in that room and, you know, just 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 take notes. I mean, th- those are the things that I like. Because, yes, we all enjoy the hobby. We can all walk the show floor. We can all pick up cards and turn around and flip them on our Instagram pages. But to really understand the business structures of this hobby, you need to be in those rooms.
0: And, you know, especially if you want to learn more about grading, there was a really big grading panel last yep. year as well. That kind of- And I think
1: Andy Broom from uh, CSG is actually going to do a on-stage uh, grading where he's going to take people oh. through the the grading process, so that's that's really good. So Andy's a great guy. I really enjoyed you know him last year. We run the panel for the graders last year, which was really good. So that was we, really cool. We got to you know we did all the you know asking other questions with PSA, BGS, SGC, and CSG on stage. So um, you know, but Andy is a great guy, and I, I really think you'll get a lot of knowledge from him.
0: That panel from last year, guys, is actually on our YouTube. So if you're curious about how that went last year, it was a really good, informative panel about the world of grading and where all Mm -hmm. the top companies were kind of during that time. But, yeah, I didn't know about uh, Andy kind of doing an on a live on stage yeah. sort of grading. I know that they've been doing a great job with some educational material as well about grading in, on their social channels. So that's really cool. Yep. I, I think that everybody should definitely take advantage of that. You could probably learn a lot about what to look for with your cards in terms of grading. So, but yeah, I great, well-spoken on in terms of just what there is to see at mm-hmm. that show. And also our friends at Collectible were involved with last year's show. I'm not sure how they how involved they, they are in this year's They're still show. involved okay. uh,
1: again this year. Uh, they're always involved with that. I mean, they were, they were part of the, the founding group of that. So right. IMG, IMG is who puts on the show. So IMG is part of the UFC. And so IMG also runs – their big thing is they do – that's what they do is shows. They do promotions. So they know how to put on a show. It's not like you've got somebody in the hobby – you know, who right. owns a card shop, who decided they want to do a show this, you know, on a regular basis. These guys, that's what they do. They put on events. They're event planners. So you can only imagine how well put together that show is. Uh, the, the Blake and those guys do an awesome job at IMG. Uh, and then David and, and the rest of collectible, they, they do a really good job at you know, hosting events and things along those lines. So it's, a, it's an amazing show. It's one you don't want to miss. It's the show that you want to make sure you are at outside of national. Um, you know, so come out to Vegas. A lot of people you know, have missed, you know, they don't like to go to Vegas because they uh, with a card show. Now I will say card shows over the past out there, some of the other card shows have not been real great. Because there are things, a lot of things in Vegas to distract you, other than a card show. And I think we so, all know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I will strongly encourage you, though, to be at the Mint. It's a very well put together show. If nothing else, the the knowledge that you're going to get from that show is well worth the trip to come out to.
0: And anybody who's anybody in the hobby will be there as yes. well. They're all going to. So any of your favorite influencers, all those guys, DCI, obviously we're all going to be there. Mm-hmm. So definitely a great show to check out. Well said. I think that definitely um, gives everybody a good idea of what to expect at that show, but it definitely stands out from the rest guys. It's well-planned IMG in charge of it. Like Brad said, so make sure you guys check us out at the Mint collective. That's our first kind of big show of the year. And then the second one, you know, you just mentioned it, obviously it's the national. DCI, our first time going to the national was last year. And Correct. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. Our
1: first time going to the National as a vendor.
0: Right. Yes. We had gone, you know, you guys had gone as collectors yep. in the past and just to check things out and stuff yep. and, you know, just to shake some hands and things like that. But last year, you know, DCI for the first time had a booth, you know, right by the PSA booth and things like that. Grading cards on site. We were right by the Zero Cool booth, which was one of the bigger attractions at the show last year and stuff. But... We're coming back to the National. We're setting up again this year. That one's going to be in July, guys. And this year it's in Chicago at um, – I forget the name of
1: the venue. It's the it's in Rosemont.
0: Right. It's in Rosemont. So it's not like in downtown Chicago, but it is a massive venue. We were there for the Chicago Card Show. So if you had gone – or the Sports Spectacular, the Chicago Sports Spectacular. So if you were at that show, it's the same venue. And that is obviously – that's our Super Bowl, Brad. I mean, that's the show that – Everybody is going to be at. Everybody's going to go to. There's already been a lot of rumors about some of the improvements that they're trying to make from last year into this year. So it's hard to imagine that it could be even bigger and better. But that's a goal that they have this year is to continue to improve it.
1: I will tell you this. Rosemont Chicago is 10 times better than Atlantic City. Ten times. Atlantic City is a shithole. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, there's no way to sugarcoat that. I mean, it's just. It, it, yeah, it is, it's, it's no it's, Vegas, you know. It's a we'll place say that. that you don't want to be out walking around. And I mean, and that, ha- and just the location of that show and how you had to get back and forth to that show, it was just. Uh, not, not very accessible. No, 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 no. Now, the show floor was, was nice, but I will sure, say yeah. Chicago is bigger. The, the, that Rosemont Convention Center is so much larger. Um, and the layout of that, the layout of it's, if I compare it to the year before last, the layout is kind of, kind of funky. You know, it kinda circles all back around and you get back in some of the back corners and it was like they almost had like plywood and, you know, indoor outdoor carpet thrown over the floor. Hmm. So it got kinda, you know, garage selly. Sure. You know? <laughs> uh, but I mean as far as the vendors and the, the space and them um, you know, it was it was much larger. And the location is much better. It's you don't have to worry about, you know, being mugged outside of, you know, the venue if you walk outside, you smokers. You know, so um, I mean, it's just it's just a much better it's a much better. Tell me like it better, is. No, I hear feel. you. Feel uh, so. I, I we've been to Chicago. So we've been to the the convention center there where the national is put on several times over the last couple of years. Right. Anyway. Uh, And you know, you know, I mean, it's easily accessible to all the hotels around there.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot, I feel like a lot more access to hotels that are in a very close proximity to it.
1: And I mean, there's even some little venues you can walk through underneath the parking garage and go to the back. It's all the restaurants and things along those lines. It's just a cool little hangout. If you like to drink beer, you want to go back there, whatever. It's all back there and it's easily, you know, accessible to the hotel, so...
0: That's a, I think, a really good point because there's probably a lot of people who, you know, maybe went to the Atlantic City one this past year that are a little bit detracted from wanting to go because they're like, ugh, I don't want to have to deal with, you know, getting Ubered in again and the accessibility and the city, guys. It's, it's not going to be the same.
1: And the internet's not as bad in Chicago. I'm actually. There was ho- no yeah. internet in. And, and that was
0: probably one of the worst parts of the Atlantic oh. City. I mean, there was zero internet at this past. People Correct. had to go outside the building to make a phone it call. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And then
1: going back to the whole Atlantic City thing, you've got. You're, you're competing again with casinos. It's because true. Because the majority, that that's what's all around there. And so, therefore, people, what I found, were not spending the money that they normally do because, I mean,. Think about it. If you go sit down on a blackjack table, you know, the night before you know after right. a show and you lose two grand or five grand or ten grand or whatever it is, whatever That's whatever your number is yeah. that you were gonna spend at the show and now you're down all that money, what are you looking to do? You're looking to sell some cards now to try to recoup the money and then what most of us do that are in this hobby space, we're, we're competitive. So, therefore, we go and we sell all those cards that day, and then we're back at the blackjack table trying to win our money back from the night before. you know, And that's never, ever a good sign. That's an if ugly you're combination. chasing yeah. money at a casino and during a card show, you're going to lose. You're going to yeah. lose every time.
0: So, people were kind of double losing almost 100%. in Atlantic City. It's not going to be the same, I feel like, in Chicago. I've, it's going to be a lot more positive – in terms of just, I feel like almost across the board, like you said, the space, the accessibility, the money that's probably going to be spent on the show floor rather than at somewhere else, you know? So I'm, I'm really, really excited to see how it ends up turning out. I'm sure that we're going to crush it again. I mean, we had a great time. We met tons of new people. A lot of people that we don't normally get to see maybe from like our mm-hmm. whatnot or something like that. They came by again, obviously like everybody who's anybody's going to be there. PSA, yet? all the grading companies will be there as well. Um, guys, if you were at the national last year or you were thinking about going last year, this is the year you want to go. It's it's gonna be massive. It's gonna be fantastic. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to some of these bigger shows that we've got planned. Those are really our two Super Bowls though, the Mint Collective and the National. Those are the big I'm excited. ones. Man. Yeah. I'm just talking about it, it's like whew, yeah. Those are gonna be but huge. But they
1: will be here before we know
0: it. I, that is true. I felt I actually, like the, I actually
1: just booked my flights to the mint this morning. My, hot- my hotels I booked, you know, a week or so ago. But I booked my flights this morning. So
0: it's a, I mean, it's about two months away, mm-hmm. uh, right around there. So start booking your tickets, guys, for Men Collective. That's coming up right near the end of March, going into the first couple days of April. So Vegas, baby! Let's get it with those two shows and all the Vegas? rest of them stays in Vegas. And if you're curious about any of the other shows that we're attending, guys, feel free to message us on social media. Or, I mean, you can even send. Don't do that.
1: Don't message us. <laughs> Don't. Don't message us. We get too many messages. Don't message us.
0: No, you can message us. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna help you out. I'll let you know what shows we're going to, or somebody else with our marketing team will let you know. But guys, those are a lot of the bigger shows that DCI is gonna be hitting throughout the year. So I thought I'd just give everybody um, a big, a nice little update on that, Brad. So let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the show now, which is basically centered around a lot of NFL because it's super it's Super Bowl time, baby.
1: It is the big it is.
0: game is finally here. Let's go ahead and go. I, I just want to hear some reactions from the conference championship games first. So the Chiefs took down the Bengals in the closer of the two games. So I kind of want to get into this one because this was obviously the tougher matchup that I felt like everybody had to talk about. It once again came down right to the very end, similar to how it did last year. Although last year, you know, the Chiefs took a big first half lead. The Bengals had to kind of fight and come back, and it got really exciting in that capacity this they, they year. They didn't have
1: to fight in the second half.
0: No, so they la- did.
1: Last year, the Chiefs had 86 yards in the second half. I don't know if you knew that. But I did a- not. I can't 80, believe you knew that. 86 yards. <laughs> y- yeah, I knew that because I was watching the game, and I was so frustrated because Patrick looked amazing in the first half he come out in the second half and he looked like he'd never played football before. He couldn't hold on to the ball, he was getting sacked, he was throwing interceptions, he was fumbling it. It was just a mess. 86 yards. That's including rushing and passing.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, that's tough.
1: 86 total yards of offense. I mean,
0: it was I remember watching the whole game and just being I didn't I I hadn't thought that Bengals have no chance, like, you know, going into the second half. I really did. And, you know, I felt like Joe Burrow hadn't quite maybe established himself as that dog yet. Like, he kind of has really solidified that persona this year. But that was one of the first games where I was like, dude, this this Burrow kid's legit. Because, I mean, he just did magical things on the offensive side of the ball in that second half to just – he continued to make pass after pass after pass. And even in this game, it just felt like, I mean – the Chiefs' defense was just on top of him all game long, and he continued to somehow fight his way and make some plays when he needed to. Yes.
1: I mean, the, the game was great. The, the Bengals had a, a, plenty of chances to win that they game. They did. <clears throat> plenty of chances. Um, and I, that's the reason I'm not going to say that the game come down to that last play. You know? Yeah you know, the the push out of bounds on Patrick to put him in, in field goal range. Which, I'm, by the way, I'm it was not, the correct call. It was the correct call. And, I, and I've I mean, seen a lot of complaints. some of those other calls yeah. about yeah. the ref running on the field calling the timeout. You know, I mean, you go back and look at any close game, any close game, go back and pull video footage of all the people around, and they're always going to start this conspiracy or, you know, the NFL's rigged because they didn't win the game. Get out of here with that you know yeah, get I agree. Out of, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use travis kelsey's statement know your role and shut your mouth you jabroni
0: <laughs> that was a legendary quote. that was awesome that was hilarious <laughs> yeah and i just watched their uh their podcast the kelsey brothers last night was uh, great. and the, yeah that was great if you guys haven't checked that one out check out that podcast did you know too. did you
1: know that travis kelsey got kicked off of his high school team did you know this? No, I actually didn't I don't remember that. It's because of Jason, the reason he had an opportunity to come back. So Travis got kicked off of his high school football team for smoking weed. He oh, got man. busted for smoking weed. They kicked him off the team. Jason went to them, convinced them to let him come back. I think he served the one year, you know, sure, yeah, you know, suspension off the team. And he came back, and that's you know what gave him his opportunity to kind of straighten up because I was watching this video and they were like, I wonder if uh, Travis is going to remember that and, you know, pay that back to his brother because it's his brother's reason that he right. made it, you know, where he did today, you know. So, uh, but I do like, I do like the Kelsey's. I like both of those guys. They're, they're, they're awesome. I mean, if that, I mean, I said last podcast show, if there was somebody I'd like to hang out with or, Maybe it was in conversation. It would be Shaq. The second person would probably be Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean he's just he's just a fun dude. He
0: seems. It seems like he gets along with everybody that they bring on the show and did all you, that stuff.
1: Did you hear the interview of why Patrick and him are such good friends?
0: Oh uh, yeah, when they were both late to practice yes. the same day together. Yes, that was a hilarious story. <laughs> That's all on their podcast, the New Heights podcast. Great. You guys should check that out if you can, after you're done watching the DCI podcast, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I. I Just to get back into the game a little bit, I definitely am not with the whole narrative that it was ref ball and that these calls, you know, dictate guys, the Bengals, Joe Burrow had the ball with what it was either one or two timeouts, two minutes on the clock and had their opportunity to drive and win the game. And they didn't do it. It And mostly I will say it's because I think they had three backup offensive linemen in the game and the chiefs made them pay for that. So, that was tough to see, you know. The
1: Chiefs had – did you see all the people the Chiefs had out?
0: They did they have were, a lot of injuries as well. To,
1: other than Travis Kelsey, every wide receiver on the field was a backup.
0: And Pat Mahomes is basically on one leg.
1: And he was one-legged. Yeah. With, you know, they even had – I think they had their be, their, their best cornerback was out in the in the game.
0: Yes. Uh, who was it? Uh, Sneed. Yeah. S- yeah, Sneed Three got hurt. Three wide
1: receivers out. So, I mean, come on. Like, like I said – Get over the fact that the thing's rigged. There were plenty of opportunities for
0: both teams to go out there and win the game. I mean, right at the very end, too. Like I said, you know, the Bengals, they had their drive with two minutes on the clock to drive and win the game. They couldn't do it. They gave it right back to the Chiefs, and Pat Mahomes took care of business. And you can say what you want about the last call. It was the correct call. But, again, you know, that doesn't decide the game. There were plenty of other opportunities for the Bengals to win it.
1: It's the correct call in the rules of the NFL Absolutely, Which I don't agree with. I don't agree with those rules. I don't. Uh, we're in. We're in such a. Somebody was talking to me the other day. Every, every uh, quarterback record that's out there of that era we just talked about. Every quarterback record that's out there will get broken, right? Because they're playing more games, and if you do that, that's a that's a fifteen yard penalty exactly. and a first down, and so. You can't touch them. You can't breathe on them. You got to lay them down, cover them up with a blanket, make sure they got a pill underneath their head, and that's how you got to sack them. I mean, some yeah. of the calls are just absolutely ridiculous. So don't get me wrong when I say it was the right call in today's rules, but it's not something that I agree with.
0: And I and I think we again we both can agree that didn't decide the game. So no, it
1: did not. Yeah, it just it it put the put the you know the the staple in it. To be able to have an opportunity to kick the game winning field goal. But if Joe Burrow takes them down the field with two minutes left and two timeouts and throws a touchdown pass, we're not even talking about this because the Bengals are now playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl.
0: 100%. So, so and that was your prediction. You said the Chiefs were going to win it. Jason also kind of predicted the Chiefs, although he wanted, or he, I think he, he picked the Bengals, but he wanted the Chiefs because he thought Joe Burrow was going to play. He said it he out. couldn't bet against Joe. Yeah. I mean, I understand, but yeah, having three starting offensive linemen out against, I mean, man, Chris Jones and company, that defensive line was beasting it up for the Chiefs in that game too. I made good
1: money on DraftKings.
0: Hey, there you go. Well, let's move on to the other NFC game, because obviously there's not as much to talk about here. The Philadelphia Eagles took down the 49ers. I think it was 31-7 to was the final score. Ooh, what's a beating? You know, I, I obviously the game would have been closer had Brock Purdy played all four
1: quarters. I wonder if the guy who bought that Brock Purdy card for $22,000 was punching himself in the face.
0: You know, of that game. his prices Man. are going down already by about forty to fifty percent. Of course, they are. A lot of cards are still holding up he's a little bit more than I thought
1: they would. Tommy John surgery.
0: Yeah, that's 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 really where it's going to be tough, guys. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and Brad will agree with me. Stop investing in Brock Purdy because that <laughs> surgery—he's going to have to get Tommy John surgery on his elbow. It happens all the time in baseball. That is not a surgery that athletes come back from very often who have to use their arm a lot. Even if he goes to a different team, different situation. I just I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I know he's young. I know there's you know, I don't want to be negative here, but me personally as a collector, you will not catch me buying any Brock Purdy's no. Especially after that injury, I was thinking about it, you know, even after he lost the game. But when I figured, when I learned that that's the surgery he's going to have to get, I I can't yeah. do it. I just don't believe because you the like longevity the kid. There.
1: When you listen to him talk, he's very humble. He's just he's a likable, you know. Kid. He's got
0: that dog in him. George yes. Kittle talked about it, you know. Yes. And I like guys like that. You know, I want winners, and he goes out and he wins the game. Yep. He plays smart, but that's just um, in terms of longevity. That really makes me nervous for anybody who has bought into Brock Purdy in any capacity so Mm. guys just uh I'm just throwing that one out there and I mean yeah Brad Brad agrees I mean it happens
1: that with a lot though I mean a lot of these young quarterbacks I mean you're buying you're spending all this money on Brock Purdy you're spending all this money on Trey Lance who also got hurt you're you're spending all this money on Justin Fields things those young quarterbacks you you shouldn't be buying those guys who run around
0: a lot especially
1: not not like that not for the money that these these you know people are paying for some of this stuff. I'm not saying you you can't pick up some stuff, but there shouldn't be there shouldn't be going for thousands and thousands of dollars for an unproven quarterback who's, you know, a rookie or two or three years in the league. What have they done? Nothing. Yep. Nothing. You
0: you brought that one up a lot with these these 2021 quarter. I mean, even Trevor Lawrence, I will say, I would feel a lot better about investing in Trevor Lawrence right now. I know the Jags organization, but at least he's proven he can win some playoff games. And, I mean, they're only going to get better going forward, whereas the Bears, where are they at? They got the number one overall pick in the draft, you know? Do
1: you know I don't have a Peyton Manning card, one that I paid $22,000 for? Not one. Not one. And I own all have owned all of them except two. Four hundred and fifty-four Peyton Manning rookies. That's a lot of rookies. <laughs> Not a one that I paid twenty-two thousand dollars for. The most that I paid for one card was like twenty, a little over twenty thousand, and that was his Contenders Auto, number to two hundred. Peyton Manning is a top three quarterback of all time. Top three quarterback of all time. It's facts. Two Super Bowls. He has five NFL MVPs, which is a record. Nobody holds – Nobody. Tom Brady has five Super Bowl MVPs, but Peyton Manning has five NFL League MVPs. Nobody else has that. He's also one of only two quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl with two different teams, him and Tom Brady. Think about – I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. If you took Brady out of that – you know, division. How right. many more Super Bowls would have Peyton have? Oh. So,
0: that's for a huge, me. Yeah, that's a huge
1: twenty two thousand yeah. dollars for a brand new guy. Come on, and, and same, thing with, same thing with Justin Fields. The dude, the dude throws a pass, and he he may throw one pretty pass a game. The rest of them are usually short or off target. And yeah, but we're gonna go out there and pay astronomical prices for this guy more than you would pay for a you know peyton manning card yeah. come on i am out
0: i think the brock purdy stuff was a whole nother level i mean even compared to some of the 2021 guy at least justin fields is a first round pick i mean brock purdy's yeah. mr arel who just who knows what's going to happen to him now you know and now I mean,
1: tom brady was a you know a yeah 199th sure. pick or whatever he was
0: so I I think there's going to be a lot of regret with a lot of these uh, Purdy purchases that have been happening over the last few weeks. But some purchases that people are not regretting right now are their Jalen Hurts investments because, man, has he had a heck of a season.
1: Sell, 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 sell.
0: I'm I'm telling you right now, I love Jalen Hurts. I am a Bama guy. I I believe Jalen Hurts is a Bama dude. Devonte Smith, I love it. I am rooting for the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and those guys. But I'm telling you right now, like those prices are gonna drop if he loses. It will happen. And you're absolutely right. If you want to capitalize to
1: a guy next time.
0: If you want to capitalize I mean, on your on investments, now, I, I, I'm not even listening. <laughs> Get, I agree. If you want to capitalize on those Hurts investments that have been happening over the last two years, sell before the Super Bowl. This 100%. is the time to do it. Because it's actually been proven, too. You know, we talked about this last year with Matthew Stafford. Winning the Super Bowl doesn't increase the prices of a guy as much as you would think it does.
1: It's the the anticipation and the, you know, the beforehand. It's the the same way the best time to sell football, in my opinion, is in August. It's the preseason hype. It's the hype around the players that drive the prices up. Because once, like you said, once they win that Super Bowl or lose the Super Bowl, either or, their value is going to come down. So, I never, ever buy a single player in football after midway through the season. Not a single one. It's
0: pretty pretty decent – there's some people who would probably consider that a hot take, but I think that's a I think that's a very, you know, smart way to look at it. You, the way you should be selling is when the hype is at its absolute peak, and right now for Jalen Hurts, it's right now, right before the Super Bowl. Even if he wins, guys, we're telling I'm telling you, they may go up a little bit, but come a month after the Super Bowl, they're gonna go back down, even if he wins. It's it's just what happens. It, we see it every single year. It happened last year with Matthew Stafford. It's even happened with Patrick Mahomes. So now Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl, but that's neither here nor there. So all right, we got our conference championship reactions. Super Bowl predictions now, Brad. Who is taking home the Lombardi trophy? Casey. Give me one reason why you think that,
1: Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Just Patty. I, I, I'm I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. All right. That's. I mean, it's. There is nobody in the NFL better than Patrick Mahomes. He is the best player. In the NFL.
0: He is the MVP this year. We'll get into that in a sec, but I think everybody can probably be a consensus on that one for for this season.
1: I'm looking forward to this Super Bowl because it's Andy Reid. You know, his old team. It's the Kelsey Bowl. I I told you that whenever I picked those. I wanted to see that. But I still – it's the two number one offenses also going against each other. So, back up to my story about how you can't touch quarterbacks these days – Used to, defenses won championships. That yes. was what everybody said. Defenses won championships. It ain't about that anymore because you can't play defense. The, the, they design the game around what people want to see, which is touchdowns. They want to see points scored. Therefore, the offense is where it's at. So the number one, two number one offenses are going against each other. In the Super Bowl, and I think you're going to see this start seeing this year after year after year after year because they're not allowing you to touch the quarterback. There's no way, and I'm, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan, there's no way Patrick plays with that leg 15, 20 years ago. No way. Yeah, that's true. He may have, let's say he started, he wouldn't have made it out of the first quarter. Because the play of the 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 way the defense played the game, he gets hit by Ray Lewis. He is out. Yeah, he's he's coming out of the game. Ray couldn't play in today's you know game. That's probably why he retired. Because Ray Ray he probably
0: had, saw things were trending. He's Ray, like this game ain't for me anymore. Ray
1: would go zero to a hundred real quick, and yeah. I mean that's just the way he played the game, and I enjoyed watching him play. Um, and, a, and a lot of those de- old defensive guys. So, yes, offense, all about the offense, all about the offense. Um, and I just I – think, I think with Patrick Mahomes, I think he's a better decision maker. I think he's a better quarterback. I think he's a better player. All better than Jalen Hurts. And I think okay. it's going to show in the Super Bowl, Patrick, Kansas City win, I'm even going to give you a score. Give me a score. 34-27.
0: Oh, wow. So pretty high-scoring Super Bowl at that. Okay. Well, I will say I agree with a lot of what you said about Patrick Mahomes. Where I will disagree with you is I personally am still a believer, even in today's NFL, that defense wins you championships. No. And I think you could even look at these past two years as perfect examples. Think of two years ago. The Chiefs, once again, had the best offense in football, but what stopped them? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense getting after Patrick Mahomes. And then you look at last year, who had the best offense in football? The Cincinnati Bengals. And what stopped them? Aaron Donald and that Rams defense in getting to that quarterback and him not having a That's very a good, good offensive point. line. So I agree. Offenses are, you know, the star of the show. Yeah. But in terms of getting to the Super Bowl – Almost both offenses, a majority of the time in the Super Bowl, are talented. And I think you can say that about this year. Both offenses are very talented for the Chiefs and the Eagles. So now, with that in mind, I know both offenses can score points. So, where's the X factor? It's going to be on the defense. And I think that the Eagles have a way better defense than the Chiefs. It's not even close. They've got four defensive linemen with ten or more sacks this season, and their secondary is way more talented than even a fully healthy Chiefs secondary. And they're going to be without Lajarius Sneen, most likely. So you're going to be relying on rookies like Trent McDuffie out there for the Chiefs. Whereas so you think the Eagles are going to Oh, the Eagles are going to What's win. What's the score? The, the score, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I'll probably say something like maybe like um, – I'm going to say like 28-17. 28 I mean, I think the Eagles could legitimately hold the Chiefs under 20 points, especially if Pat Mahomes is still not 100%. I mean, you're talking about that defensive line coming after him for four quarters. And, I mean, you saw what they just did. to Brock per- They knocked two quarterbacks out of that Niners game. And I just – I have it a tough time. It don't, it don't time. take
1: much to knock a 49ers quarterback out of the game.
0: That's fair, but <laughs> I just – that's uh, that defense is scary for the Eagles. It's scary. And I think both offenses can score points, and that's really where I'm drawing the X factor in this game. Okay. Darius Slay, Gardner Johnson, James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick, and Kung like it just goes on with the weapons that that Eagles defense has. And I don't care who is that quarterback on the other side of the field. I wouldn't want to play against that defense. You're
1: going to see so many penalty flags thrown on Philadelphia. That is, that uh, that that is that's I going, think. That's going to be the X.
0: I agree. I think that, that, is, I, that I can agree upon. Penalties are really where I think this game could get tilted in one way or another. But you think offense is going to win this thing. I think defense is going to win this thing. It's probably going to come down to penalties possibly at the end of the day. I think we can both agree, though, it is going to be a fun Super Bowl. It is going to be a great I don't Super Bowl. expect it to be a boring Super Bowl this no. year. So, all right, he's got Chiefs. I've got Eagles. What do you guys think is going to happen in this year's Super Bowl? Let us know in the comments, guys. To end the show, Brad, we're going to have a little bit of fun here okay. because we have not given our end-of-the-year awards for the NFL because everybody tries to say that the playoffs don't matter, but we all know that they do. So I thought that we would wait for this episode, for the Super Bowl, to name our end of the year awards. So let's end this on a little bit of a fun note. So we've got comeback player of the year, coach of the year, defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, and MVP. So let's start with comeback player of the year. Who is going to win that award, do you think? Not maybe who you think is going to win, but who do you think should win the award? These are the DCI Mm. end of the year NFL awards. If you want, I'll start with mine, and you're probably going to agree with me. I think it's Geno Smith for the say, Seattle Seahawks. Gen,
1: Gen, Geno Smith, yes, he had an awesome year, and I know that when I, everybody I didn't doubted watch him. the Seahawks a whole lot, but I know a guy, that guy in our fantasy football, you know, that won it all had Geno Smith, and he went off all the time. Man. So yes,
0: yeah, I got to give it to Geno. <laughs> I mean, everybody doubted him. Yep, had a great season. Seattle had no business making the playoffs. No. Honestly, they made the playoffs, and they have a top five pick. Man, Pete Carroll yeah. is—he uh, really, he really believed in the guy, and Geno proved to him why that was a good decision. Yeah, so I, I agree there. All right, there we go. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year for Brad and I. Let's go, coach of the year now. Again, I'll go with my pick first. I actually was really even thinking about this one even right before the show, but I think I'm going to give it to Brian Dable for the New York the Giants.
1: Giants. I was going to say the same thing.
0: Some of my honorable mentions: Kyle Shanahan with the yep. Niners. I think the way he was able to make it work with multiple quarterbacks is very impressive and also um you know nick sirianni obviously for the eagles i mean turning things around as quickly as he did in two years and now they're in the super bowl you know those are some of my honorable mentions but i think brian dable turning one of the oh and also doug peterson with the Jags. i think he deserves an honorable mention as well i mean trevor lawrence was magical but
1: i'd give it to brian
0: i'm giving it to brian dable i think that the way he was able to uh literally take the same exact roster even losing some of his starting wide receivers multiple starting wide Mm -hmm. receivers throughout the season and showing that daniel jones is a good quarterback capitalizing on saquon barkley and the defense and just the assets that he had coming into the season i I just don't think anybody else did a better job yeah with with the tools that they had getting to the playoffs beating the vikings shout out to brian dable coach of the year for brad and i we both agree on comeback player of the year and coach of the year let's go over to the rookie of the years now defensive rookie of the year I'm going to give it sauce. sauce. I mean, you're talking this guy is possibly a, a top three corner in the NFL as a rookie already. Mm-hmm. The The way he was locking down some of the best receivers in the game, I, just, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in the last couple of years. Pat Sertan had a pretty good rookie year himself for the mm-hmm. Broncos, but sauce was locking dudes down. I mean, that dude is yeah. special. Definitely good. Yeah. All right. Defensive rookie of the year we agree upon as well. Offensive rookie of the year. Now Brock Purdy is not I think technically qualified for it but I'm yeah. giving it to Brock Purdy. I, I got to give it to Brock Purdy. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks. I like that pick. Yeah, Kenneth Walker. He had a great season. I think Garrett Wilson also deserves a shout out first 1000 yard receiver yeah. for the Jets since mm-hmm. 2013. He had a great season for New York as well so I think he deserves a shout Kenneth out. Kenneth Walker
1: but, was a stud in college and he was a stud for the Seahawks.
0: I got to Man those Michi- Michigan State knows how to crank out some know, running backs. Yeah, they yeah, really they do. do. But, yeah, I got I to gotta say Brock Purdy. I, n- I don't care if he's not qualified, all right? I've been rooting for him since he went in there. I've never seen anything like this guy, you know, a seventh-round pick go and have that kind of success right off the bat. When Mr.
1: $22,500 PSA 10 league Certified, <laughs> if he wins Rookie of the Year, there's your opportunity to try to sell that card for at least maybe 5000 There you go.
0: At least you got something to look forward to owner of the Brock Purdy one of one, but all right. So you're going Kenneth Walker. I say Brock Purdy, if not Purdy, I, I think I'd probably give it to Garrett Wilson, but um, I do yeah. like the Kenneth Walker pick. All right. Um, players of the year, defensive player of the year.
1: Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. I got to
0: agree with you there too, man. You know, I think Hassan Reddick actually ended up leading the NFL in sacks. I think Bosa was right behind him though, but in terms of impact that a player has on his team and his defense, You got to go, Nick Bosa. He's a beast. He's a captain for that defense. He makes plays all over the field, not just rushing the passer.
1: You know, he he eats zero carbs in his diet. That's tough. Zero carbs. I don't know if I could do that. None.
0: Man. I I like his character, too. He's a good guy. I mean, he obviously got a little uh, emotional with some Eagles fans. I don't know if you saw some of those clips. (laughs) But, man, you cannot get emotional with Eagles fans. They will let you have it. Uh, But, no, shout out to Nick Bosa. So we're agreeing on a majority of these. Yep. Offensive the Player of the Year.
1: Offensive. Player now I of want to say
0: this: whoever your MVP is, he it's cannot. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Is my offensive Player of the Year. Okay, there you go. I was going to say you can't have your MVP also be your Offensive Player of the Year.
1: It's it's Jalen Hurts is the Offensive Player of the Year.
0: I would agree. Dual threat. He. I don't think he was top ten in passing yards or passing touchdowns. He might have just been in there for mm-hmm. one of those, but. I think his ability to also run the ball – I mean, he was top five in rushing touchdowns this year with the running backs. Well,
1: you know how the guy I told you who won our fantasy league?
0: Did he also have Jalen Hurts? So,
1: you get to play two quarterbacks. His two quarterbacks were Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith. So
0: That's a good combo. Yes. Yeah. All right, shout out to Jalen Hurts. That is my guy right now. Eagles winning the Super Bowl, baby. All right, MVP. I think we can both agree you got to give it to the man himself, Pat Mahomes. That's right. I mean, he, it kind of didn't look that way for the first half of the season.
1: And the Super Bowl, it's showtime, Holmes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it really didn't. I felt like first half of the year, Jalen was kind of running away with it. I mean, with the way the Eagles started, you know, undefeated. I saw saw
1: a post the other day. It was showing, you know, like halfway through the season, you know, the odds to win, you know, MVP. Yeah. And Jalen was up in there. I think actually Josh Allen was leading the whole pack.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen was kind of the big favorite coming into the season. Everybody thought it was all Bills, you know.
1: Yes. Josh Allen was on there, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, I think, was the the list. So, yeah, Pat, Pat Mahomes all the way.
0: Led the NFL in, I believe, uh, passing yards, passing touchdowns, yards per attempt as well. After losing Tyreek Hill, having different weapons around him, new wide receivers, new players, and to still, I mean, it just shows his greatness and how this, much of a baller he really is. He
1: wins the Super Bowl. He's the only quarterback playing currently right now that will have a shot at Brady Super Bowls.
0: That I mean, this is going to be their their third Super Bowl in four years. So. Yes and they've been to five straight AFC championships that's just he's right there in that category he's doing what those guys did year in year out Mm -hmm. you know in today's NFL so definitely Patrick Mahomes for MVP guys we agreed on basically all of those except for offensive rookie of the year I'm going Purdy or Garrett Wilson, you like Kenneth Walker. I like all those picks nonetheless, but yeah, for the most part, I felt like there wasn't a ton of, I guess coach of the year, you could have made some arguments here yeah. and there for other guys, but yeah. I felt like it was pretty solidified for a lot of these categories yep. this year. We did think Micah Parsons was maybe going to maybe go for that defensive player of the year, but just kind of – I think the Cowboys defense is a little bit more well-rounded than we realized, and there were other guys getting to the quarterback and things like that. But, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for DCI Podcast Episode 35. We got through a ton of stuff today.
1: We did. It's
0: awesome. This is awesome. Man, we have been – I think it's just because we haven't gotten to talk to each other. We've been Uh. frozen in our houses Uh. the last multiple days down here in uh, North Texas, guys. It has been – the roads have been iced over we have not been able to uh, we've been working from home this week a little bit more than we usually do so Alaska um, yeah it's uh I'm glad that we were able to, to get this done though and that the roads cleared up for us today so yeah. guys make sure you like subscribe comment do not miss any of our new content coming up give us a follow on whatnot as well tons of shows booked on there right now you can bookmark all of our shows for the rest of this week and next week it's fresh fresh product coming straight out of brand new cases guys you're not going to want to miss out on any of those streams with Jason or Big Sexy and also let us know what your Super Bowl prediction is in the comments we want to know is it Chiefs or is it Eagles Brad's got Chiefs I've got Eagles I think it's going to be a fun one nonetheless guys Red Kingdom I'm Grayson Alette. this is Big Sexy Bradley Crenshaw we'll see you next time